people were afraid to talk to him. There were many, many people that just wouldn't go in and talk to him, and he would run through them. He squashed a lot of people's careers. He squashed a lot of people's livelihoods, and people just didn't say uh, what was on their mind. They were afraid to talk to him. So, you know, he ran into the wrong guy. What's going on, everybody? Dr. Chris Featherstone here. Already, I, I've got nothing. You know, I, I, I've done hundreds and hundreds of interviews, and I never get intimidated by anyone. Um, but I've, I'm interviewing someone who already has his baton ready, and uh, he's monitoring every single word that I'm saying, because if I say a, a word that doesn't really connect with him, I think I know what my fate is. Uh, Nails is next to me, and uh, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll make it past this interview, but we'll see. How are you? I'm doing fine. Okay, uh, so yeah, uh, Nails, uh, what are you up to nowadays? Well, obviously today we're here in WrestleCon in Detroit. This is the first wrestling show, as far as autographs pictures that I've ever done and I enjoy having a good time talking to the fans and listening to their stories and also hearing how the fans yes indeed indeed please do not threaten him with this okay because we're, we're reporters okay thank you Bill after appreciate it thank you so much <laughs> so, yes you can yes you can <laughs> yes you can <laughs> feel better Indeed. No, so it's it's great to hear the stories from the fans on how they had nightmares about me. Uh, kids are coming up saying they were afraid to go into their bedroom because they thought I was coming into their house. Yes. Other kids are afraid to go home. I mean, it's just one story after another on how much intimidation I set. And they're all, when they were younger, they were just scared and their parents had to reassure them that he's not coming over to our house to grab you. So... Go ahead and go to sleep. We're tired of hearing you screaming. We're tired of hearing you having nightmares about nails coming to get me. Wow. So yeah, I, I imagine people looking at this right now, you were probably one of those people who were petrified because you would say you would hear boss man and you would hear about the undertaker and people who were you were trying to take away with that baton that he has right now. Speaking of that, that time when you were in WWE, how was it overall? And, of course, we'll get to the Vince McMahon stuff, but just overall working with people like Bossman and Taker, how was it? Uh, it was really uh, interesting matches, especially with Bossman. Uh, you know, we had beaten each other from one corner of the ring to the other. We were outside the ring smashing each other with chairs and tables and choking each other with cables. We basically just beat each other up, and both of us were pretty much bloodied and bruised after the matches so they were they were really good intense hardcore matches and it looked like uh people were thinking in the audience that these guys are for real there was no fake and phony being yelled out they were saying these guys are killing each other absolutely were there any other plans as far as just nails uh, when it when it, from a wrestling standpoint i know that you were a major major heel at that time boosting up people like Bossman, boosting up people like The Undertaker. Did Vincent Man have anything else for you? Uh, I don't know what he had in his uh, mind as far as where the character was going to go and what he was going to do with it. All I found out, you know, was from the office that we want you to do this or we want you to do that. 
And uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out for a longer run because I believe that uh, he basically missed the boat. He could have uh, used me and the character for a long time. And all the cust- all the fans that come out, you know, say, I wish you were there for a lot longer because we really loved your character. We really loved the intensity and people were just scared and you were a real believable character. It wasn't anything that we thought, oh, that looks fake or that looks phony. And a lot of people would say, you know, he's not the greatest wrestler, but people have to realize when a guy just gets out of prison, he doesn't know arm drags and hip tosses and backdrops. He knows how to fight in a six by nine cell. He knows how to fight in a prison yard. So that type of fighting that I did in prison is the same type of fighting that I brought into the ring with a lot of punching and kicking and choking. Absolutely. Regarding to, regarding to, every, <laughs> we got Nick Gage over here cutting a promo from CCW and, and people are looking at it. I think you should, I think you should uh, uh, take that baton over to Nick Gage over here. So, so as far as Vince McMahon is concerned, uh, the infamous time where you went to the locker room, what was your mentality going into that locker room approaching Vince McMahon? What were you looking for in that conversation? Well, I just wanted to discuss the uh, contract and uh, the different uh, monetary, uh, basically the aspect that he owed me money, and I wanted to get paid for the work. I wanted to get paid for the services rendered. And he promised me that I'd make a lot of money in WWF. And I believe that I fulfilled my part. I played the character well. I put people in the seats. And he didn't fulfill his part. And that was what we discussed was, you owe me a lot of money. I want my money. Is that something you, in hindsight, are totally fine, wish you never did it? How do you feel about that in hindsight? Well, no. I mean, you know, you have to stand up for yourself. Uh, I mean, you're not a man if you let some other person step on you and treat you like a bug and squash you like a cockroach. He owed me money. I believe that if people don't stand up for themselves, there's nobody going to do it. You have to do it for yourself. So that's the type of person I am. I stand up for myself, and if I don't believe in something, I'll let you know. I'll air my grievances. And with him, uh, people were afraid to talk to him. There were many, many people that just wouldn't go in and talk to him, and he would run through them. He squashed a lot of people's careers. He squashed a lot of people's livelihoods, and people just didn't say uh, what was on their mind. They were afraid to talk to him. So, you know, he ran into the wrong guy. Any message that you can give uh, before we go to any bad guy, heel character? As you can see, he's in full garb. He's got his baton. He's the man. Any message you can give to any character nowadays who is really about being a heel? Because that's something that we don't see a lot in pro wrestling. What can you give to that those type of characters nowadays? Well, I don't watch pro wrestling and haven't watched it for probably 20 years. So, you know, my advice is if you're going to do the business, do it 100%. Don't go half-ass at it. Don't go out and do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and try to master 20 different holds. Pick four or five different holds or moves that you're comfortable with and that you do well. You don't have to have the repertoire of being a Ric Flair with 100 moves. If you can't do that, don't do it. Do what you can do best. Make it look believable. 
and work your tail off because it's not an easy road. A lot of us guys started out and slept in our cars in the wintertime and didn't make any money. It's a long, hard road. I mean, don't think that you're going to start out and become a millionaire right off the bat. Very few have ever done it. The majority of them go a long way before they ever do get a break, and some never get a break. So don't ever give up and just work it and work it and do the best you can at your character so that you can make your character look believable. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Nails, and I've got one piece of advice for you that you'll thank me, not even later, you'll thank me now for don't make him mad.